Hey, that cheerful voice on the other end of the line, Mr. Larry Weber. Good morning there, Sunshine. Yeah, How are you? Good morning, good morning. Hello? Yes. Heck, can you hear me Hello. now? Larry, can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you well. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Ah, fantastic. Well, we've solved that I, I just problem. To, I, I just wanted to comment that uh, the other end of the line, isn't that obsolete? <laughs> yeah, kind of. But, you know, here at KUMD, we've always kind of loved that hand-hewn radio thing. So yeah. we're still hewing away for the time being. <laughs> yeah, anyway, anyway, uh, you're not obsolete. So, oh, thank uh, you. This is uh, the 20. Tell me if I got the date wrong, but I think today's date is the 22nd of uh, October. It is indeed. And uh, and we are into now the late part, latter part of October. And late October ushers in many things. I mentioned last time how I was a little reluctant to say that Otwin had begun because of the lingering warmer temperatures and many trees were still hanging on the leaves. I did some uh, driving around yesterday and I noticed that many trees still have the yellow leaves, especially the aspen, but also willow. They're just, uh, many of them are still holding yellow, some maples. And uh, and so forth. So it depends on where you are. But where I am, I would say, yes, Otwin began on the 20th. That's the day before yesterday. And the reason I choose that day is because we had a wind and a rain. We had a half inch of rain along with some wonderful wind, nice and chilly. And that brought down a lot of leaves. And I would say for here, where I'm living, that is the beginning of aught wind, and it hasn't quite happened everywhere else yet. The time after the leaves fall from the trees and before we get a snow cover. Now, we quickly forget, but last year, it was on the 20th of October that we had a record-setting snowfall. Uh, the Weather Service recorded almost six inches of snow. At my house here, I estimated it was about three or four inches of snow. That snow continued because the temperatures remained chilly for the rest of the month. That uh, temp- that snow cover re- continued up until the end of November. So last year, we had an uh, interrupted wind. It started off about for about five days in the middle of the month, and then we had the snow cover, and then in uh, November, we had a warm early November, the snow melted, and we had a beautiful autumn after that. So we'll see a lot more of what that has to offer. Uh, the days are now about 10 and a half hours long, and they continue to get shorter. We are moving towards in two weeks when we change our clocks, and then, of course, we'll have to get used to an earlier sunrise and an earlier sunset. Um, the moon was just spectacular this week. And even if you didn't stay up late to see it, you could do like I did this morning and get up early and still see it. It is near full moon still. And we had very bright conditions this week. And some of those conditions seemed like you go out and read a book by it. 
it was it was just amazing. The temperatures are finally starting to cool down. We had all this time, including September, we had not had temperatures that were in the freezing range, but it did happen. Yesterday, the weather service recorded a low of 31 degrees. This morning, they're in the 20s. Uh, we had 28 at my house this morning, and during a walk this morning, I visited a swamp, and yes, there was an ice cover. It was interesting. I saw the same swamp yesterday morning, no ice, and then there was an ice cover this morning, a very thin ice cover. Well, it freeze up is a long ways away, and what happens is we get ice, and then it thaws, and then we get ice, and then it thaws, and then eventually it settles down to remaining frozen. Puddles are the first to freeze, followed by ponds and swamps, and the lakes are not yet. They're maybe a month away, and rivers even more so. I usually don't count on rivers freezing until December sometime, but nevertheless, it has begun. I'm not aware of any snowfall yet, though it could certainly happen in the next week. There was a report also this week that the first half of meteorological autumn, autumn meteorological autumn being September, October, and uh, November, that the first half of it was the warmest first half of a meteorological autumn ever recorded. Uh, Mother Nature usually doesn't repeat herself, so we will see what happens as we get further into it. This is also the time of tamaracks. Oh, it's just they were just spectacular, and they came on very rapidly. I was, uh, during my walks, I went by a pond that has tamaracks along the edge of it. Three days ago, they were still mostly green. This morning, they were all yellow. And then another one I visited, another swamp I visited, tamaracks all yellow again. And they will continue to linger. Tamaracks are so unique. They grow in wetlands, and they are the only conifer that will uh, drop its needles when the weather gets cold. Uh, they turn bright color before they drop their needles. They're the only one, I should say, in this part of the country. There's Cyprus in the south that does the same. Uh, however, it is uh, really a great thing to watch. And it also is interesting, the timing of it. We go through the reds and the yellows, great colors of September, and then we go through the lingering yellows of willow and aspen in early October. And then when they start to wane, along comes the tamarack to put on another, you might say, an encore to this whole thing. We also have a number of trees, things like a silver maple and weeping willow, that continue to keep their leaves and may not be turning color and dropping leaves until well into November. So there's still a lot out there if anybody wants to go look for it. And then there are some weird trees like an oak I have on my property here that still has green leaves. But in addition to that, let's talk about what else goes on at this time. This is the time of migration, of course. Hawk Ridge has been seeing good numbers of red-tailed hawks and bald eagles. Quite a few turkey vultures and, of course, the sharp shin hawks. Then in, midst, in the midst of all that, they're getting some of the uh, later ones starting to show up, such as some golden eagles and rough leg hawks. But the migration that's happening there that we don't hear about too much is the one that takes place at night. And that is the tiny saw-wet owls. Saw-wet owls could fit in your hand. They are very small. They are a bird of the boreal forest, and they do go through a migration every October. 
many of which, as they come across Hawk Ridge, will get caught and banded. And so far, there's been literally hundreds that have been migrating through. I see that as being such a such a good sign. They also <clears throat> have seen a few other migrating owls besides that. And then there are the migrating geese, the swans, and and uh, uh, those other water birds, uh, pelicans, and so forth. Then there are the uh, songbirds, a large number of songbirds coming through, blackbirds, various thrushes, robins, blue jays, crows. And yesterday I saw the first tree sparrows of the season. Uh, they are another bird of the, of the far north, and they migrate through here usually in October. And to me, it's always a sign that the weather is getting colder when the tree sparrows start to show up. Uh, in addition to that, there are the other sparrows that have been migrating through, and yes, they will often stop and visit our our uh, our feeders as they do pass through. We had uh, some beautiful mild days this week, Monday and Tuesday, where temperatures got into the 60s with plenty of sunlight, and during those days, I saw both turtles basking in the sun and garter snakes out in the sun. They have not yet gone into their hibernation, but they will probably pretty soon. Those kind of days don't linger too much. And then while I was sitting on the deck enjoying it, along comes a butterfly, uh, the butterfly known as Compton tortoiseshell. It was flying around the house looking for an opening in the siding somewhere where it can crawl in for, for its own hibernation. Uh, yes, interesting butterfly. And then yesterday I received a report that a monarch butterfly was seen down at Park Point just a couple days ago. Wow, what a late migrant that is. And then there are other things of note going on. With the wildflowers, they have long gone. Most of them are long gone. However, there's a couple of follow-ups going on that are really worth taking a look at. You go along any kind of field or roadside, and you see many, many of the goldenrods and asters all holding their fluffy seeds. In the midst of these, you might also see milkweeds. Milkweeds are just a fantastic plant. They flower in much of July. I think they pretty much dominate the, the summer wildflowers of July. And then they slowly start to make their pods for seeds. And these pods are formed usually later in the next few weeks. And then it, it's not until the drier temperatures of uh, autumn that the pods open. And when they open, the fluffy seeds will come out and blow all over the place. Well, I visited two days ago, I visited a field that had a good growth of milkweeds. And yes, the pods were opening and blowing around. As I was leaving that field, I went by, uh, took another route to go back into the woods and there, as I was entering the woods, I saw a little purple flower. I stopped to take a closer look, and it was a violet. Now, if you remember violets, they bloom in the springtime, and here one was blooming in October. Now, what goes on in a case like that is something known as photoperiod. The amount of daylight right now in October is about equal to what it was at that time in the spring. And occasionally these spring flowers will have a second blooming, and I've seen it with a few other ones as well. So, yes, another one, another one of Mother Nature's surprises. So keep out there. Keep looking. There is plenty, plenty more going on. And, uh, yes, 
bright blue weather. Do we want to hear what Helen Hunt Jackson had to say about that? I absolutely do, Larry, please. All right. Well, keep in mind, she wrote this like 150 years ago. And uh, she, but she had a good observation of October. And here's the first stanza of her famous poem entitled October's Bright Blue Weather. Oh, suns and skies and clouds of June and flowers of June together. Ye cannot rival for one hour October's bright blue weather. Oh, it's beautiful. As a matter of fact, it, it's interesting. I, I went to look it up, and one of and KUMD is, actually pops up in a Google reference if you look for the poem. And yep. I posted part of the poem on October 20th, 2017. So okay. we'll make sure that we link to that so if folks want to, uh, and we'll also, of course, link to the full poem. So if you want to uh, read through the entire thing, we'll have it there for you also. Larry, thanks a million. Yeah. Okay, keep, keep in mind, though, keep in mind the poem is a lot longer than just that single. Oh, answer. absolutely. So if you want to get yeah. the whole entire unedited thing, we'll get a link set up for that. That sounds great. We're magical and, that uh, way. Get out there and enjoy enjoy these days. They are once again they are just terrific for getting out and taking walks. All right. Thanks a million, Larry. Sure. Take care. Bye. Larry Weber this morning, our host for Backyard Almanac, a regular feature of Fridays here on 1033 KUMD.